Yay! <laughs> so excited for the episode. I think it's gonna be our thing, man. <laughs> okay, I am Matt Ralston. I'm Latif. Welcome back to the Still Unnamed Podcast. Oh, that's a good name. Still Unnamed Podcast. I feel like that get really boring after like 10 episodes, though. The Still Unnamed Podcast. And imagine telling your buddies about that. You ever heard about this podcast? The Still Unnamed Podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we could do that. What's it about? It's a cat. <laughs> That's another thing. That's not descriptive at all. <laughs> Alright, but today we're going to talk about promo videos and potentially crowdfunding, which is pretty much the hardest thing you'll ever do in any movie ever. Yeah. So when we get there, it's going to be kind of a depressing talk. <laughs> Crowdfunding's kind of depressing. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, let's start with promo videos. So, for this movie, we decided we were going to do a series of promo videos. We had just little featurettes where we talked to every actor and got them just to give a brief overview of the movie, what who their characters were with, you know, spoiler-free, and the way, you know, they saw the tone. Yeah. And then we had just fun little videos. Since our film Party Stories was a party, who knew? We had videos where we introduced, you know, lesser-known drinking games or just fun things you could do, to, you know, when you're having a party. Yeah. Just kind of build hype. Um, how did we decide to do these videos? Um, oh, yeah, it was from the promo little feature that you saw from uh, that other movie. They're playing beer pong or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I saw this... Featurette from the movie Everybody Wants Some, another Linklater film, which is becoming a very common staple <laughs> in this podcast. Linklater in every episode. <laughs> Pretty much. If we don't have one where we, or if we have one where we don't mention him at the end, I'm just going to go, Linklater. I'm going to mention Gene Hackman in this episode. Well, you just did. I know. Again? Yeah. All right, cool. Throw back to Gene Hackman. <laughs> yeah, I saw a featurette uh, for Everybody Wants Some. Great movie, definitely watch it. And in it, they were just playing beer pong and discussing their college stories, I believe. And it was really entertaining. I thought it'd be really cool to do something similar for this. Having said that, that promo video was probably six times what our feature film budget was. <laughs> so you could tell it looked uh, looked like they had some money. But yeah, that was the general idea behind it. And then where did we go from there? Which did we do first? I think it was the featurettes, right? Yeah, we sat down and we interviewed each cast member and talked about like their role and then had what they thought the movie was going to be like and stuff. I think you had some questions that you asked all of them. Yeah, so I think I started off with just, you know, generally describe party stories. What do you think it is? How do you think people will react to it? And what do you think the general tone is? And then I went into, you know, tell everyone a little bit about your character and... People had some pretty good thoughts about it. There was a few actors where I could tell I didn't I didn't warn them about what I was gonna ask them. I just said, show up and we're gonna film you, we're gonna interview you. And a few of them were kinda on the spot and choked up a little bit, but you know, they start, still turned out really, really well, I think. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we got them to describe their character a little bit about how they came to be in the film and I think that was pretty much it as far as the feature ads. Yeah, the featurettes are like a minute long, and then what's nice is like when they share this with their friend group and their social connections, 
you know, they share a piece of themselves, but also, like, a bunch of people get to see that. So if you do that with, like, eight actors, and each actor knows, like, 500 people, then you're potentially getting in front of, you know, two, 3,000 people easily. Yeah. So it's a nice way to get the word out there and bring some interest towards the film. Yeah, definitely. One of the things you'll learn when doing promo videos, and especially crowdfunding, and this is going to go a bit on the depressing side, is when you don't know many people it's really fucking hard to get your stuff out there. Yeah. You know, you can try as you will. And, like, I'm looking at these promo videos right now. A few of them have, you know, a couple of views, but it's nothing that it's going to blow your hair back or anything like that. You, to, you can do these things to try and drum up interest, but at the end of the day, like, sometimes when you haven't made anything, you don't know a lot of contacts, and it, sometimes it just doesn't spread the way you want it to. Having said that, that's one of the biggest tricks in film, and, you know, we're still trying to master it, I yeah. think, unless you're J.J. Abrams, you don't exactly... Well, that's, that's the thing with, with getting money for films, and it's all and about attention. having... Yeah, attention, having leverage, and having something to offer. So I think when you do crowdfunding, either you have to have, like, the best idea ever, or you have to be decently popular amongst whichever crowd you're in. So mm -hmm. crowdfunding is never... A, you put stuff out there and people are going to like run to you there's got to be something you're coming into the game with so if you're offering up prizes for your thing or whatever you're offering like little what do they have like little gifts just rewards rewards yeah like if some if the rewards are like really awesome then some people might actually buy them but mm -hmm. even then that's more time you have to put in so yeah definitely and like we'll get to the crowdfunding thing in a second because it is you know we could spend 500 episodes talking about that and the stuff we learned because you know spoiler alert ours didn't go that well <laughs> but having said that you know now we can look back at it 2020 and tell you why we think it didn't go well and what we could have done better we'll finish up these promo videos real quick so basically we did those featurettes finished them off we did a couple fun little videos just in the spirit of the film and i think that was something that we definitely got right for this was we didn't do anything that didn't feel like the movie and in it everyone was having a really good time everyone portrayed the spirit and the tone of the film even throughout the feature videos because you know everyone was having fun and it was a good time yeah. uh this might be a good chance to just like chime in with um sponsorship too so basically for the film when i had even thought of the concept i knew i didn't want it to look cheap in the sense that i didn't want everyone going around just carrying red party cups the entire time because right away you're gonna watch that and you're gonna be like, no one fucking does that at a party why are these people doing it and it must be because they're not allowed to show beer on screen or just whatever it was in our case it was beer so what i did was i reached out to every brewery in vancouver and i just said hey you know this is who I am. This is what we're doing. I want to be able to just show some beer on screen. Do you guys want some free promotion? And when you do stuff like this, be ready for a lot of rejection. Even more. Not getting answers back. <laughs> and you just got to be willing to put the work in. So I emailed every single brewery in town and right down to like if there was a guy that made a beer in his basement i emailed that guy <laughs> uh overall we heard back from two breweries they said yeah we'd love to be a part of it and like this isn't the sponsorship we're like oh you know if you want to be a part of it you got to give us some money too this is like just please let us show your stuff on screen hook us up with a few extra cases just so we have them as props 
And that's exactly what happened. But having said that, uh, the breweries that did sponsor us, they were Dogwood and Deep Cove. Shout out. They were awesome. And they hooked us up with a bunch of real beer, too. So when you're watching these featurette videos, you know, we kind of just had a little party for everyone. We said, hey, come over. We're going to film these featurette videos. We're going to do some drinking games. And because our movie was such an ensemble piece where everyone got along so well and got to know each other, this also served another purpose in we got everyone together. Everyone had a bunch of beers, got to know each other, and then became actual friends. So by the time filming came around, they didn't have to pretend to be friends, you know, everyone had been around each other, and they'd partied together, and, you know, they just knew each other, so that fun vibe kind of translated to screen. So having said that, like, these promo videos, they definitely serve a purpose of, let's get, try and get this out here, try and get people to know who we are, but when you look deeper at it in a production standpoint, like, this was everyone becoming friends, and learning to party together, and, you know... Just be loose and easy with each other. It was Matt's way of tricking the cast into liking each other. (laughs) Initially, I wasn't going to roll the camera. (laughs) I was like, well, we might as well use the videos. So we started filming as well. Yeah, and for what it is, like I think promo videos turned out pretty well. Uh, Like I said, not as many eyes on them as we initially hoped, but turned out pretty good, I think. They got out there. Yeah, exactly. Um, So yeah, I think that pretty much covers promo videos, unless there's anything else you can think of. Um, yeah, I think with the promo videos especially, like, we, we did two styles of them. Like, we did the, you know, quick little interview, talk to the cast, which is nice, but I think the ones that are fun for people to watch are to do the little party games and stuff. Yeah. So when we, when we had the game of Chandelier and we played the, what was it, the Star Trek drinking game? Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. Which if anyone listening to this actually wants to get, like... We assume no liability for how bad this goes. <laughs> but if you want to have a drinking game that's almost impossible, watch the Wrath of Khan drinking game video we have. It, uh, it's next level. Yeah. And like I said, if you feel like you're going to be sick or something, don't keep going. We don't want you to die. It is that intense. And all the rules are in the video, so yeah. um, watch it once and then get some friends. If you have friends, don't do it alone. <laughs> that's kind of sad. <laughs> Yeah, I think that pretty much covers all the promo video stuff. We're getting into crowdfunding now, but Kickstarter, crowdfunding is where, you know, you throw your stuff out online, you tell people, this is what I'm doing, help me make it, I need some money. And once you start looking at crowdfunding sites, they break down into a couple categories of, you know, higher tier, lower tier. Um, Kickstarter is obviously, like, the best-known one. I'm pretty sure it was the first crowdfunding site that ever, you know, got really big. Then there's, like, Indiegogo and GoFundMe, and, you know, I'm sure you can find thousands of them now. But basically what you really want to do is look into the fine print because different sites will take different percentages. Um, We ended up going with Indiegogo because they had a flex goal. So basically there's fixed and flex, I believe they're called. Mm -hmm. Fixed is... I want $1,000. If you get $1,000, you get the money. If you don't make $1,000, everyone gets their money back. You don't get anything. And then, you know, they charge, say, this is not an exact number. Look at it for yourself, but say they charge 10%. And then there's the flex goal where you need $1,000. You only raise 600 You get to keep the money anyways, but they'll take 12%. So it's a little bit more kind of thing. Right. Um, so basically what it boiled down to for us was we chose Indiegogo because we knew we were going to aim big in terms of what we wanted and expected to 
not make that. So mm -hmm. we knew we were going for a flex goal and we wanted to keep it. We didn't want to give everything back when it, if it didn't work. And Indiegogo had the lowest percentages that they would keep, thus meaning, you know, more in our pockets, more to make this movie. Now, having said that, right off the bat, there's our first mistake. If I could go back, I would not do it that way. Don't shoot for the stars. Like, our budget, our shooting budget on this was a little, let's call it hovering around 4000 I wanted the crowdfunding saying, like, hey, let's try and make 5000 Let's fucking, let's try and double up. Why not? What's the worst that could happen? We don't make our goal. We just do this flex goal. We get to keep the money anyways. No big deal. Mm -hmm. If I went back and did it again, I would say, like, what's more realistic? Because when people look at this and, you know, you have $500 donated, you've got a week left to make 5000 It's like, they're $4,500 away. I'm not going to donate to this. No one believes in it. Fuck these guys, right? Exactly. But if we had gone with a thousand or two thousand dollar goal and we had, you know, five hundred dollars made, someone might look in and be like, oh man, they only need a little bit more. Maybe I'll toss them a little something and all it takes is, you know, ten, twenty, maybe even five people just to be like, okay, I'll toss them a little bit. And then you have your goal. So when you're doing something like this, know the number, don't aim super high because it's stupid, it's dumb. Trust me, I tried it, it doesn't work. Yeah. Be realistic. Um, don't shoot for the stars. So as far as your amount, that's what I would say. And as far as um, fixed or flex goals, what I would say is it really boils down to rewards. So basically how crowdfunding works, if you've never seen it and you live under a rock, um, you offer the people that donate to you, you know, a perk. So... I think we did something like, and this off the top of my head, I'm not looking at this. We did like $5, you get like a thank you in the credits or something. At $15, you'll get a copy of the script sent to you, and I'll write you like a personal email. And then, you know, it goes up to like 20 bucks, I'll sign a script. And, you know, then there's posters, and I don't think we ever ended up doing t shirts. And then it goes up, and like we had some ridiculous goal that was like $5,000, and you could be a producer, which obviously no one did. Um, so, Relating that to fixed or flex, I would say look at how much money you're pumping into your rewards. So if you're saying for $30, I will send you a signed t-shirt from everyone in the crew and you're looking to raise $10,000, say your t-shirt's going to cost you, you know, five bucks if you buy 500 or 20 bucks if you buy 10. So say 10 people say, oh yeah, that's sweet. They buy the t-shirt reward, that's $30 times 10, you got 300 bucks. But here's the thing, you still have to order those shirts. So at that price point, you're gonna spend 75% of what you just got donated to you on shirts and then you're gonna have to ship it to them so there's another 10% of what you made. So really you're coming out with 15% of that $300. So all of a sudden your little perk that you thought would be fun for everyone and get people engaged is basically costing you money. And now I know I just said you would end up with 15% but here's also where that isn't true. Everything in your crowdfunding you're gonna get, you could say you got your $300. Next year, you're going to have to pay taxes on that $300. So where you had your 15% left there, guess what? Government's going to take that. So now, odds are, you know, you're going to pay more than 15% for that 300 bucks. So you're in the negative for the $300 you just raised. So be very careful with what you're offering people. 
definitely try offering more digital things. You know, you can get early access to the movie, you can get a digital script, um, a digital thank you card, nothing that you have to print in IRL (laughs) to send to people because the costs of that are going to rack up and rack up. And going way back and relating to a flex goal, say you wanted to raise $10,000 and you got this 300, then like I just said, you're losing money. So it still goes through, but you've lost money now. Whereas if you decided, I'll do this t-shirt perk, but I'm doing a fixed goal. So if, you know, even 60 people were like, oh, I really want that t-shirt and you would have made $1,500, you know, your cost would have been a thousand. You didn't get to your fixed goal. It all goes away. And in the end, that might be the best way to go because doing all these perks, managing everything is, it's a big cost financially if you do the physical way, but it's also a huge cost time-wise. This month that we did crowdfunding, arguably the worst month of my life. It's fucking brutal and I can't overstate that enough because you have to organize everything. So when you take it right back to like the origin of the crowdfunding idea, we spent what a couple weeks doing these crap um, promo videos. So I'm looking at them right now and we have, you know, call it 10 promo videos. So right there, you know, we got all of our actors together, got sponsorships, all the things I just described, film these videos, cut them together. That's at least a couple weeks, if not more. Then you have to go and you have to study other crowdfunding campaigns. Like, what did they do that went right and how did we try and replicate it? Which I did, and that's another good example of how that doesn't always work out. I, you know, I probably spent two, two and a half weeks just studying crowdfunding campaigns. What they did right, and I tried to emulate it, and guess what? It doesn't always pan out. So right there, you're looking at a month plus of your time. And then you put together your crowdfunding campaign, you know, you put it on the site, which... If you're working at it part-time because you still have a full-time job, maybe takes you another week. And then you have a full month or two months of crowdfunding. And in that crowdfunding, you're checking it so many times a day. And they give you tips on, like, you want to post updates as often as possible to get people inspired. Share it on all your social media platforms. This whole process will take months. And this is months, I mean, of us doing it in a way that failed. So imagine how much time it would take to do it successfully exactly like you realistically could have more of a team just in crowdfunding than you would have on set shooting your micro budget feature i can't overstate enough how difficult this crowdfunding thing is now having said that i know i'm a little sour because ours tanked epically it did not go well but i've seen worse yeah, there are worse. Like, we used to know another project. I can't remember how much they were going after. It was, you know, some thousands. But they had their two-month flex campaign, and at the end, they got zero, you know? I think they made $18. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Still not worth it, considering just the campaign took two months. Who, who knows how long they took yeah. researching and, you know, deciding on their perks and everything. So right there, like, being modest, that was probably a quarter of a year for $18. Like... You have to really put everything you have towards this. It's going to be a very long, very hard process. And if you want it to go well, put everything you have into it. And that's another reason that I think we failed at this. We were doing this while heavily in development on, you know, I was doing 
crowdfunding, we were rewriting the script, we were casting, we were doing rehearsals, talking about pre-production and lighting, what we were going to do with the film. We were tackling so many things where crowdfunding could have taken our entire time and, you know, maybe we would have done a little bit better, but still we need even more time than we could give it. So as far as if you're looking to go down this road and you're looking to crowdfund, all I would say is research everything as much as possible if you're not filming for a year start it now <laughs> you'll thank yourself later and like for this next film we're doing i'm not going to crowdfund anything because you know a i don't have confidence in it i don't think we have the network needed to successfully crowdfund this you know yeah. so right there i'm cutting all that time out and I'm putting it straight into the production of the film which you know makes more sense it makes more sense and I think it's going to benefit us in the long run when we submit to festivals and we have you know a much more awesome movie because we didn't blow a third of our time on crowdfunding yeah um, but yeah if you're going into crowdfunding just research 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 um, social media is huge that's another reason that we didn't do well like I know I personally fucking hate social media I love social media yeah you're recently getting into it too oh, but like even it's before great. you weren't huge on it right like well, this is a fairly new thing for I, you. I participated in it but, yeah but uh, I'm learning to like use it and like really like take advantage of it okay so well tell them some tips what you're learning oh well my like for anyone in the film art or even the anyone trying to have a business like I recommend learning how social media works and getting an Instagram, getting a Snapchat. I mean, maybe it's too late for you to get a Snapchat, but you should know how it works. Mm. Twitter is huge in the States. Get on Facebook. Um, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook's (laughs) Facebook's amazing for uh, advertisement. So if you're a film company, for example, and you're starting a film, make a page for your film uh, production, um, and then... Like what Matt did was he made a page for Party Stories. Yep. And now he turned it into the page for our uh, production company. Yeah. There's, I'll, I'll put in real quick there. There's another lesson I learned. When we went forward this with this film, Party Stories, and even up until a couple months ago, our only page was Facebook. Yeah. You know, we didn't have Instagram, we didn't have Twitter, and a huge one is we didn't have a website, like for Party Stories or for our production company. That's huge. It makes you, at the very least, seem very legitimate. Like, get a main website, and don't do any of this, like, 1994 flash HTML sites. Don't do that. Get a good site, pay someone 500 bucks, whatever. Like, I'm sure if you asked all of your buddies, do you know anyone that does graphic design? Odds are one of your friends knows someone, and you can get somewhat of a good deal. Have a good company site slash film site and then have all your social media sites beneath that um in terms of even just like on that note of seeming legitimate have all those and then i use this thing called uh y stamp so basically what it does is at the end of every email you send it's going to have any your name your title your company links to your website links to all your social media it's like forty dollars a year and just that, like, if I get an email from someone that says, hi, this is who I am, I'd like to work with you, you know, thank you, Jeff. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But if I get something like that, and we are not sponsored by these people, I don't know anyone that works for this, sponsor <laughs> this us. company. Yeah, sponsor us, give us cash. 
Um, but if I got an email where it said, thanks, Jeff, and then it had this big icon, everything was right there, I could click on all their sites, see everything about them, it automatically makes me think, this person knows what he's doing, I can check mm-hmm. out all their shit right here, they are legitimate in my eyes. Yeah. So having said that, back to you, social um, media tips. Yes, for, for social media, like if you're on Instagram, um, again, like I think, for example, this is something I had to do for like a funding for like another project I tried, it didn't go well, but they made you start a Twitter page for the music video that you wanted to make and I thought that was very dumb because um, once you're done with that music video you're never going to use that page again mm-hmm. so if you're going to make a page for a production you're making I recommend making it for the company that you work for and making a brand um, and using that page to market all your films because they can all they can always come back to that place for that type of content yeah definitely and like it's I'm sure it's different when you're Warner Brothers like you go on YouTube and it says you know yeah. Warner Brothers has released the new Batman trailer yeah. but then the Batman movie will have its own page and everything like that makes sense when you're, you're going to be flooded with millions of viewers and followers but when you're like you're at this point you're going to get a couple hundred maybe a thousand just have something central your yeah. company page whatever that may whatever that may be for us it's a night between lives and like later we'll tell the story of how we came up with that name and everything but have your company name your page just run everything out of there yeah make it full have all your social medias hopefully if you're discovering this podcast in five years hopefully facebook's dead because facebook's fucking cancer oh, and facebook i hate will it never die i don't know man have you seen the latest reports they're losing followers like crazy uh facebook's i don't know man do you like it facebook's kind of like start competing with Netflix no way oh yeah no you way you watch you watch okay Facebook so this, watch it's coming we're gonna make an origin of a bet because I've heard this too that they're gonna start their own streaming site I bet in 15 years Facebook won't be a thing anymore oh my god no I think in I think something will rise to take its place but I think Facebook will die no 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 way. No way. okay we gotta put some stakes on this I think Facebook's too powerful Okay, yeah, that's what I, I said about MySpace too. No, my MySpace is <laughs> redundant. They didn't like. They weren't at the time though. They, they weren't. Uh, they didn't ride the wave. Okay. Uh, all right, so let's put some stakes on this. Yeah. Uh, in fifteen years. <laughs> oh my God, we'll be like forty something. I know. Fuck me. Okay. <coughs> um, in fifteen years, if Facebook is obsolete. Yeah. Um. Oh, what do you want? If you win. If Facebook is around and relevant in 15 years. Yeah. What's the date we're recording this? Hmm. February 12th. February 12th, 2032. <laughs> no, 2033. Alright. Oh, you gotta get a Facebook tattoo. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Especially because in 15 years... No, my wife's over there and she doesn't get a say. <laughs> in 15 years, tattoo removal is going to be easy. So I'll get the tattoo and then, and then I'll remove, remove it. it. <laughs> It'll be awesome. <laughs> Alright, fine. You you have to get a... Not a permanent Facebook tattoo because you'll just get rid of it eventually. But you have to get like a, a henna Facebook tattoo on your neck. <laughs> And then go to the beach. A real one? Yeah, and go to the beach and then add people on Facebook. All right, sure. Like, hey, I really like Facebook. Add me on Facebook. Okay, and then if I win, I want you just to, like, go near a major road and just hold a sign that says I was wrong. I'll do that. For, like, two hours. Deal. 
<laughs> All right, sweet. A bet has been made. All right, anyways. That's so, yeah. That was a weird bet. It's going to be awesome <laughs> in 15 years. So. Um, so, yeah, in terms of all your pages and everything, just have them all, you know, the ones we just mentioned, have your website, have yeah. it all collected in a central, you know, website or YouTube channel or whatever it is. Just get it all, make it easily accessible to everyone. Yes. And uh, for, like, young filmmakers starting... To get social media, you mean I mean to me like some fourteen-year-old like oh I'm gonna get Instagram like mm-hmm. think ahead and don't like be like super red guy fourteen yeah <laughs> make of, a real yeah, name start branding your your career early and mm-hmm. and get the names that you think resonate with you yeah so um, I made that mistake there's like super a, red guy that's awesome <laughs> there's an email I have from like high school that I don't use anymore mm-hmm. it's like completely dead yeah what is it Frenchy five four three. But you didn't even speak French. I know. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I was in French class when I thought of it. Like you need an email. I was like, okay. Frenchy. And I used that for like seven years. Yeah, I could see it. My high school one was uh, still raining, but it wasn't raining as in like rain falling from the sky. It was like Slayer as in raining blood. <laughs> oh, okay. See, so, yeah. I still stand by that one. That one was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just Latif. As my emails. So. Much easier. Much yeah. easier. But yeah, going back to videos and whatnot, like, take your time. Yeah. Market yourself well. And in terms of social media, like, Latif is learning what he's learning now, and he knows way more than I do. I still have a very big hate for social media, mainly Facebook. Um, but what we've actually done is brought on a girl to help us with social media, too, as far as our company pages go. She... Just moved here from Australia. Her name is Lucy. How's it going, Lucy? Um, and she's worked for the Huffington Post. So basically, she ran all of their social media sites. So she came here. She wants to get into writing. So basically, we just met by Craigslist, I believe. I said, looking for someone to help me out. Mm. She said, look, I'm looking to become a writer. So I said, all right, here's what I can do. We met up. You know, she's cool. She's not a mutant. So I said, you know, I can help you with your writing. I'm by no means an expert but I've made a feature film I've written I think this new one is like my eighth feature written yeah, yeah. so you know I've written quite a bit produced a good amount of shorts and whatnot. so I can help you with your writing on the other side of that coin it'd be great if you could help me out and you know just post some stuff on our social media so that's another really good thing to do when you're getting into this micro budget game is you're not going to have money to pay people find other ways to make it worth her while like I'm helping her out with her writing I'm bringing her along for this next movie just to show her how to make a micro budget film and like that in itself you know it has value especially because she's looking to do that and then what she has that can uh, has value for us is she can run her stuff and hopefully get us more followers and I know she's running Instagram right now and you know I keep getting those little notifications you know so and so followed you followed you followed you so you know starting to work Mm. when you're bringing on crews like this just offer them something of value to them value doesn't always mean monetarily it can mean experience knowledge whatever it may be so yeah roping all the way back to crowdfunding i guess final thoughts would be know what you're doing before you go in this is going to be more of a behemoth than you could ever imagine if you're doing it in a year Start pimping social media now in every way. Um, 
tell all your friends about it, get them to like, get them to share that usual stuff. Um, one thing I did for party stories was reach out to internet blogs and say, hey, this is what we're doing, you know, making first film, yada yada, this is us, do you want an interview? I heard back from a lot of them, and we didn't end up doing one of those. Mm. Uh, you're going to find a lot of flakes in this too, which is going to be kind of discouraging, but it, just the way it is. Yeah. But reach out to everyone. Um, there's all kinds of stuff you can find on the internet about how to grow your brand and social media and all that. Listen to all of it. Um, another really good one is just go on like Facebook or Twitter and s- find people you idolize that are slightly above you that have maybe made you know, a low-budget movie that you really respect and just say, hey, like, you know, I watched your movie, I really loved it, I respected what, you could, what you've done. Um, this is who I am. If you could, you know, give me five minutes of your time to even just ask you questions on how you did it, a lot of people, when you do that, will say, yeah, I got five minutes, totally, ask a question, right? Like, if someone yeah. came up to me and said that, I'd be like, yeah, I like where your head's at, you know, what do you got? I'll answer it. So there's all kinds of stuff you can do. Thinking outside of the box is huge. And But having said that, don't get discouraged if it doesn't work. You're going to encounter a lot more failure than success, Definitely. especially in these first few steps. you got to stumble and fall before you can learn what's right. Don't yeah. get discouraged and just keep doing it and give yourself a lot of time to do it. Yeah, I mean, I recommend for like a first-time filmmaker, say they're making a, a little short and yeah. they need like 500 bucks to make it. Mm-hmm. Ask for a hundred on crowdfunding if you're gonna go for it. Yep. Be very specific about what you need the money for. Like, I want to rent this cool camera rig for my film. Mm-hmm. This is what the money's for. It'd be awesome to, you know, get that help. But, you know, say you start your campaign in June, and then you're planning it in January. Mm-hmm. So you give yourself a lot of time. Um, between January and June, I'd spend my time like. Uh, doing a lot of people favors yeah 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 for sure going on set to help this guy you know sitting down and doing this with some other guy like do as many favors as you can don't expect anything back and when it comes time for your social media campaign you that's will that's when you pepper you will f- feel the love from those people yeah hopefully definitely. but yeah. generally like it's a good rule of thumb to just do Hope. that because like with social media camp- sorry with uh, crowdfunding campaigns really it's um, if you just go into it like straight without like doing anything and you don't even exist on social media it just feels like give me money yeah you're like a homeless guy begging for change yeah but if you kind of live on the platform and you're always participating you have a presence yeah and, and then you um, you know after giving to people then you ask for something back then people are more likely to be like yeah I'll help you out with that yeah totally yeah so focus yep for sure yeah yeah, I think that's all I've got on crowdfunding and promo videos right now. Yeah. You think of anything else? Um, yeah, don't make an ugly logo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Same with uh, websites. Like, make sure everything you have is clean, is up to date. Like, yeah. y- even looking for production companies and producers for this next film we're doing if i click on a site and it's from the early 2000s and it looks like e-bombs world flash driven you know yeah the first thing i'm going to say is this person hasn't been on this in 10 years and if he's not on his website in a decade it's a problem then that's probably not someone i want to be with they don't really know what's going on in the modern day you know having said that if you're steven spielberg you can do what you want but anyone listening to this probably isn't so 
keep on top of your shit and Can you imagine make sure Steven it's good. Spielberg's listening to this podcast? That'd be amazing. Boy, these young guys. Even if he was listening to it and just like insulting us, I would be so jazzed. <laughs> They're like ants. <laughs> yeah. These fucking idiots have no idea what's up. George Lucas comes from the office. What are you doing, Steven? No, nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Back to our film. <laughs> The only thing worse than just plain websites or headshots are those super out-of-date ones. Yeah. Um, can't tell you the amount of sites or headshots I've looked at where it's like, this looks like every other site or webshot or headshot I've yeah. seen. And it's just an immediate, I'm good, there's no personality in this. It looks generic as fuck. It looks like what everyone else is doing. And I'm not looking to do generic what everyone else is doing. Yeah. So have some personality too. Um do not be afraid to let that show through. That's what's going to make you unique. Yeah. Do that. I always have a picture of yourself or your team, like, somewhere on your platform or page so they know, like, who the face is to it. Um, it always helps, I find. And even going back to social media, like, if you have a picture of yourself somewhere where people know what you look like, it's mm-hmm. a little more trusting. It seem like this, you know, blanket of a corporation. Grim Reaper. Yes. <laughs> That would be sweet, actually. So, yeah, I think that's all the thoughts we have on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great. Till next time. Hopefully, we'll have a name by then. <laughs> <laughs>